Hello, hello everyone and welcome back to My Dead Dragon. I'm your host, Catherine LaRanger, and I am thrilled to be here today with Daniel Kluster. And Daniel is a seasoned international business success coach, trainer, and strategist. She's also an author, public speaker, and management consultant. And Danielle's no-nonsense approach helps entrepreneurs businesses and nonprofits develop a winning edge through impactful strategy, critical and creative thinking and meaningful action. Clients who engage on point with Danielle are entrepreneurs, small business owners and nonprofits who need support through coaching, training and strategy development to build rock solid foundational strategies, processes and systems that catapult them forward to achieving their biggest goals. So Danielle, I'm so grateful to you for joining me today. Thank you for being here. Well, I'm so happy to be here. Of course, I love your podcast and love the people that you interview and the stories and the concepts that of course you're talking about. So I'm happy to be here and be part of the conversation. Oh, yay. That just like Mm -hmm. made my heart all happy. (laughs) (laughs) So, so can you start us out and share your story? How, sure. how did you how did you kind of realize like, hey, I have the opportunity to be in, in charge and in choice of my own life here and be the main character? What did that look like for you? Yeah, you know, I, I was the third of four children, but I was the last birth child. And then we adopted my brother. So there's sort of two babies in my family, me and my brother, right? Uh, and so that was interesting, that birth order stuff that you kind of have. And Um, My father was a minister and he would, uh, so born and raised in Alberta, Canada, and he would um, plant churches, which would mean he'd go, we'd move to a community where there wasn't a church and he would take a job, right? Because you got to have an income. And then, and then they would hold services on the weekend. And just as the congregation grew or whatever, then they would, and he's also a carpenter, so he would literally build the church. Wow. Um, yeah. Wow, that's a very unusual upbringing. Yes, yeah. So uh, when I, so my mom, you know, she taught piano, but she was raising her children and and dad was working full time and then ministry on the weekend. So really engaged with that, but he was there you know, with us as much as he could be. He always made us a little skating rink in the backyard in winter. And, you know, so sort of this beaver cleaver kind of idyllic life, right? Mm. And then um, when I was six, um, uh, and I'm really still not sure how all this happened, but suddenly out of nowhere, we moved onto a farm with my grandparents and my mom went to university to become a teacher. Um, And my dad went farming with my grandfather for four years, right? So here we were, like all and they had my grandparents had two foster children who had a lot of issues. Um, And so suddenly I'm thrust into this really uncomfortable living situation. My mother is like gone, right? She's Mm -hmm. gone from early in the morning until late at night and she's got homework and, and there's all of this sort of family dynamic. And I just kind of felt like, um, how come it seems like everybody else gets what's going on and I don't like, I don't get it. 
I, I have no idea how life works. And I that sort of carried with me where I, I kind of watched people and was trying to figure out, well, do they know what's going on? Do they have mm. life figured out? Because I don't, <laughs> um, you know? And, yeah. uh, and so like the thread through all of that is that I was a really creative person my whole life. Like I was, I was very, you know, had a strong musical ear. And I remember I wanted to write like before I could read or write. Mm. I mean, I saw my mother writing a letter and I wanted to do it so badly, but I couldn't. Mm. So I had, I dictated letters to her yeah. and she would oh. write them for me, you know? <laughs> so I always knew I wanted to write, I wanted to speak and I wanted to sing. And I was just this creative person. And that drive, that thread sort of never left me. Um, but it was, there was a whole bunch of mixed stuff with, you no, know, the way that you're showing up is clearly not right or good mm. and uh, you need to be this way mm. and being this sort of creative woo head in the clouds person just yeah. was not uh, was not seen as what what one needs to be right and so I kind of got this message that I shouldn't be that way mm. um, but I couldn't figure out what to be Right. And so I would watch others and try to be like that. And that would work for a bit, but then not really. And then I would try to be like mm. that and not really. And, but uh, there was this strong drive all the way through to just th uh, sing and write and speak. That was yeah. just, it, it just never left me. And I would always come back, back to that. Mm. Um, and, and through, you know, really tumultuous teenage years, of course, you know, I'm in a really religious environment, and I'm trying to figure out who I am, and, and what, what is right for me, and yet what is right, quote, unquote, as well, right? Hmm. Um, and, and a bunch of, you know, trauma happened, and really negative experiences, and, uh, when I when I got into the later years of high school, I was dating a fellow who just he had some real emotional issues and I had mm. some struggles and um, and I felt like I was supposed to that was the right thing to do would be to marry him right and uh. like I kind of because I'm still trying to figure out how yeah. to do it right you know. Yeah. Uh, and so that marriage was a real uh, struggle from day one. It was just mm -hmm. really hard. And um, we we were together for 15 years. And then I just basically fell to pieces. Mm. Like I just couldn't do it anymore. And I didn't really even care if it made me wrong. Mm. Um, like it was like, fine, I'll be wrong. I'll, I'll, I will burn in hell if that's mm -hmm. what it takes, but I can't do this anymore. Um, and so mm -hmm. through that period of going through the separation and the divorce and me just in this really low place of like hardly functional even, mm -hmm. um, you know, I came to a point where I had an encounter and I use the word God. I believe we're all connected to divine and that, mm -hmm. and that, you know, the, so use the word that works like universe, divine spirit, mm -hmm. uh, whatever, whatever word works, but I use the word God. And 
I, I had this really sort of stop you short, smack you in the face encounter with God where, uh, you know, he, I kind of felt like he was saying to me, like, I don't think like you do. The way that you see yourself is not how I see you. Hmm. And you are determined to think that you're wicked and lousy and awful and a failure and disgusting and, 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 and just all of these terrible things. But I don't see you that way. Hmm. And whenever you are going to choose your lies over my truth you're 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 putting your word above my word hmm. and you're you're creating that reality because that's what you have committed to believe and and so i kind of felt like am i sort of like calling god a liar hmm. <laughs> if i'm choosing my lies and I'm refusing what he says when he yeah. says, I, I made you, you're perfect, you're lovely, you're beautiful, mm. you're you're amazing, you're awesome. And here's all the wonderful things that I put in you. And that's the real true you. So I I embarked on because I felt like I couldn't, I couldn't like I either had to choose, okay, you're a liar, and my my reality is the truth. Yeah, yeah. And so, I had to, so your yeah. reality based on the messaging the that you grew, and, that you grew mm -hmm. up with, right? Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. The messaging I grew up with, the trauma that I suffered, the conclusions mm -hmm. I came to yeah. about myself, about others, yeah. about God. Yeah you know, those limiting beliefs that I, I, I chose, but I didn't know I was choosing, mm -hmm. but all of that, all of that programming and all of that, right. Mm -hmm. All bundled together into this big condemnation mm -hmm. bundle of shame that I was really living in. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I, I made the choice to say, okay, even though what, what God says about me doesn't feel true. And what I think mm. of myself feels true. I must choose mm. what he says. And I began like a two year intensive process of rejecting those limiting, punishing, painful thoughts and beliefs and saying, even though that feels true, I I can't accept that. I reject mm -hmm. that. And I choose this instead. And uh, my life began to literally change. I mean, mm -hmm. my results changed so much. I began to work in jobs that like opportunities came to me and I began to just have these, you know, uh, started to build a beautiful life and to rise and to care, you know, to be able to step into issues I care about and have a voice and feel confident in sharing my voice. And I mean, the walk of shame. So that was 22 years ago. Mm. You know, the walk out of shame. I mean, yes, I say it was two intensive years and it was the hardest work I've ever done, mm -hmm. but it, it really has never stopped. Yeah. You know, that yeah. walk out of shame is just a continuous process. And, and every once in a while, you know, I'll catch that a little vestige of shame thinking mm -hmm. or a root of something where I'm like, why am I thinking that? Is that mm -hmm. 
is that the truth? What is mm-hmm. the truth in this? Mm-hmm. And um, and I'm able now. I have the tools to sort of walk through it and walk out of it. And I I've done the work around creating a personal being statement, and I that is what I live by every day. Mm-hmm. So I know who I am. It's my it's my northern star that guides me every day. And I'm just stepping into, you know more and more fullness of everything that the universe has to bring me and not that there aren't challenges of course and not that mm-hmm. I don't stumble along the way um but that I it's so wonderful to have the tools right yeah. to be able to navigate yeah. yeah yeah and and to have that connection and that knowing that there actually is a bigger truth Yes, there's a bigger truth. There's the you know, there's when we look at our life, there's often there's evidence that can support a certain way of being and thinking, but there's actually a bigger truth about our capacity or worthiness Mm -hmm. or capability. Yeah, Yeah, you know, what the brain does is first we formulate a belief, which Mm -hmm. is a decision, right? Mm -hmm. And then the brain looks for evidence to support Mm -hmm. that decision. Yeah, exactly. And so the good news in there is that I can choose a new belief and then my brain will begin to look for evidence to support that decision. Mm -hmm. And it's Mm -hmm. really that um, Wayne Dyer quote, you know, when the things you look when you change, how does it go? When you change the things you look at, at, the things you look at change, right? So you're not looking at those things anymore. And, And so now if I'm having a result that I don't want, I can take it back to, well, what action Mm-hmm. brought that result from that action what was i feeling that had yeah. me co- engage in that action from that yeah. feeling i can walk back to what was i thinking yes. and from the thinking i can walk back to what do i believe and then yeah. i can assess does that limit me mm. punish me cause me pain mm-hmm. or does that serve me and move me forward and if it doesn't serve me and move me forward it's a lie. Mm. And that's, that's a tough one. Yeah, that's a but, tough one. And to make the decision that that's a lie. Like I think mm-hmm. that that's can be a very challenging place to get to yeah. where, you know, and you shared with your story. So growing up this, this divinely creative child, mm-hmm. right, and expressing and wanting to mm-hmm. be singing and dancing and speaking yes. and all of this. And, and in the context of an environment where there was this messaging, and I don't know if it was direct or indirect, that that's not okay. Like, that's right. not how you need to show up. Mm-hmm. And so looking like, well, how do I show up? Right. And it kind of seems like everybody else has it figured out because they're obviously like doing what they're supposed to, but yeah. I don't know what I'm supposed to. Right. And so, so buying into that, right. And again, like mm-hmm. as children, we make the best decision that we can and we, right. right? Well, totally. yeah, at any point in our life, we're making the best decision that we can. And yet there was that spark within you. That would never, never die. Never die. So, mm-hmm. so did that spark get quiet? Did it speak to you when you were kind of in, in your first marriage? Mm-hmm. Was it like, did it get quiet? Did it, was it always there? If, if it did get quiet, how did you right. rediscover it again? Mm-hmm. So I tried to fit it into 
the construct that I was mm. in. I I always thought that my my life's work would be performing and writing. Mm. And I I intended to do that. But, um, you know, when I got married, that was not going to be okay. Mm. Um, and so the construct was within within the construct of the church, I could do things, right? Mm. So I could sing at church, and I could be part of things at church in, in terms of music. And I was very privileged. I was put on staff in a couple of churches and leading music and writing musicals and, and directing choirs and doing all of those wonderful things. Um, and like literally writing, you mm -hmm. know, plays and productions and yeah. whatever. Um, and then uh, I had an opportunity to actually do some writing back in the nineties uh, in, in Alberta, there was this um, department, government department called the Office for the Prevention of Family Violence. Mm. And they, um, they con uh, contracted me to write um, a, a, a show that children would a puppet show that children would mm. perform to help them learn how to do anger management. So mm. uh, I ended up doing the voice recordings and the writing for that. And then these kids took this puppet show around to various schools to teach children, you know, appropriate anger management and stuff like that. And that really sparked something in me that there was something outside of mm. the church walls mm. where I could practice um, my craft. And I began mm. to do, you know, some writing here and there, dabbling in magazines and whatnot. But it really wasn't until um, you know, after coming out of that marriage and doing the work that that the the opportunities to really step into being me and yeah. and fully and I didn't know that I mean the work I'm doing now with business training and coaching and um, strategy develop. I didn't even know that was a thing. I didn't yeah. know you could do that, right? But how cool is it that, you know, every day I get to stand up in front of people and talk and mm -hmm. I get to work with them and write write things that as long as I, I feel like I'm being very creative and as long as I, and, and I'm having an impact. And those were the two really big check marks for me that I wanted. Like, I remember being like, six and listening to somebody give a really impassioned talk and I just thinking I want to do that I could feel the emotion and the impact they were having and I just thought I, I need to do that mm. I need to do that yeah. and it was just like a deep burning desire yeah. so to be able to you know speak on stages and deliver um, meaningful things that really mm. change things for people. I didn't know it was going to be in this framework. Yeah. But man, I feel alive every day. Yeah. And my partner um, that I'm with, he is incredibly gifted musically. And he has every uh, when I met him like two years ago, and walked into his sound studio, and he has like every piece of sound equipment known to mankind like a fully functioning <laughs> you know band full thing I was like oh my gosh 
oh my gosh. So now, you know, we have a duo and we perform together. And so mm. I'm, I'm back performing musically in a way that feels really authentic and, and legitimate. I'm writing, I'm speaking, I, I am living out of who I have been since yeah. before I was born. Mm, yeah. I love that. And I love that that spark was there and mm. that you expressed it in the way that you could within the context and, and environment, right? Yeah. And and I, I couldn't think, not, though. I, yeah, you I could couldn't not. not. Yeah. And so within that context, did you notice where you were hitting the edges, right? So there's there's a difference between that full feeling of expansion, like, mm -hmm. yes, this is my thing. And I can really, really mm -hmm. relax into it, express it, experience mm -hmm. it, get creative, get playful, get fun with it. Did you notice when you were at the edge of that? So you can do it within this context, right? right? And and the reason I ask is that I think for so many of us, we we have that spark. And sometimes it gets really, really quiet and it tries to express itself, mm -hmm. but we limit ourselves, right? Mm -hmm. Or we're limited by the context. And mm -hmm. so, you know, the more that we can notice when we're brushing up against the edge right. where we kind of feel ourselves like, ooh, it's not safe to, mm -hmm. you know, maybe want to think bigger, dream bigger right. than that. And, and mm -hmm. that creates that barrier, that boundary for us. And there's right. a difference there between, you know, kind of noticing the edge and then drawing ourselves back into constriction yeah. mm -hmm. and being able to really get playful with that yeah. edge. Yeah, I mean, there were there were lots of incidents, uh, incidences where I, I hit the walls of the culture mm. of uh, so within Christian culture. Um, what is a woman, you know, and of course, I was like in the 70s, mm -hmm. right, and 80s. Yeah. And the culture that I was in, you know, I was in smaller my uh, when I when I was in my first marriage, we always lived in smaller communities. So really, mm -hmm. very um, conservative cultures where it was like, but this is how a woman is supposed to be. Mm. And you're not supposed to be, you know, up there mm. in the spotlight, mm. like, like, and, and it's okay for you to do those things, as long as you're also in the kitchen, as long as you're also doing these other things, and you've got to, so I was really trying to do it all. Yeah, I was trying to be a domestic goddess and mm. whiz and trying to be um you know I, I i couldn't not do those things mm -hmm. but to make sure that i um i mean i did offend people let's just face it i offended yeah. people just by being a woman and being you know doing what i was doing yeah um but but i I felt shame in that. I could yeah. not do it, but I just felt shamed. And I felt yeah. like, why don't I just give up and just go like work in the kitchen or just mm. go, you know, do, do these other things that yeah. a good woman is supposed to do. Right. Yeah. And, um, and that was, you know, that was something that I just felt like I was trying so hard mm. and, and I, it was just not good enough, right? 
so that were that's where the edges were for me. Also, you know, there were opportunities to go further with music, even within the Christian context. And um, because I was married with children and whatever, that was just not going to be. Hmm. You just couldn't do that. Yeah. Uh, and so, yeah, those there, those were the edges. And yeah, once you sort of step out of that and you just get to show up and create mm-hmm. and be, mm-hmm. um, it's it's almost like taking a plant that's outgrown a plant pot, putting it in the larger pot, mm-hmm. and then trying to stuff it back into it. Just right. can't be done. Yeah, you it knows there's a bigger pot. <laughs> yeah, it's like I'ma die. I'ma yeah. die. I'm a die. Yeah, and it just can't be done, right? And I mean, mm. that's like I've been, you know, uh, I started my company in 2012 and have been full time since 2014. Um, I don't, I, I honestly don't think I could go back to work for mm. like as an employee. Mm. Like I think I'm unemployable, right? I like, am highly unemployable. <laughs> I just have to be <laughs> doing what feels right for me to do. Yeah in yeah. the given moment right yeah. and 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 to and the, the wonderful part is that with the blow up of the first marriage i kind of the gift one of the gifts in it was that i got to examine what i believe about god and what i believe mm. about spirituality and what i believe and i could examine everything and go okay why do i believe that mm. uh and maybe i don't anymore maybe i don't want to believe that anymore and guess what i don't have to yeah you know and yeah. so one of the most wonderful things is to have this connection to divine to to feel like uh you know i'm co-creating with spirit mm. every day and um that 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 we're just intrinsically entwined in be creating this beautiful life together mm. and that my glory is his glory and vice versa and and together we're just doing yeah. this wonderful thing yeah. and that it doesn't have it doesn't have edges i i still want to put edges and fences around things Mm. in my humanity because we want to take things that are infinite and pull them down into a finite package so we can manage them and control them right but when you just surrender to the fact that there are no edges there are no walls there are no fences and and kick your feet up and go with the flow and let it let it let it become what it's to become so so how do you how do you get to that point where you can actually relax into the flow Mm -hmm. and lean into you know what would i love to do today what Mm -hmm. feels life-giving to me in Mm -hmm. this moment Mm -hmm. and really lean in and trust that when maybe Mm -hmm. you're worried about you know at the level of fact i gotta pay my bills i gotta make my mortgage i gotta make sure my children Mm -hmm. stay alive right Mm -hmm. keep myself alive right how how do you kind of navigate that yeah, well, and it's funny because when you grow up in a religious environment, there is that sort of disconnect between here's the real world and here's the spiritual world, and they're they're mm. they're they're tenuously connected, mm. but they're two sort of different spheres. And and to learn that that's not true, that everything's energy, everything is spirit, um, and and that that's the true reality. For me. Um, 
a dedicated morning practice. So I get up at five every morning Mm. and uh, there's journaling and there's reading and study. There's meditation and prayer. Um, There's listening to, you know, thought leaders that I respect and, Mm. um, and then, you know, maybe a little more journaling, Mm -hmm. but quite honestly, if I didn't have that time Mm. um, as my, as my, personal, it is personal development, mm-hmm. but it's thought development, it's spiritual connection. It's if, if, if I didn't have that, I, uh, it's so easy. And I notice the days when I don't do it, I notice that I'm much more sort of plugged into the limitations of the real world. Uh. And I feel less connected and less guided and less, um, able to have that divine perspective, I I lose that. Mm. So I, I have to have that Mm -hmm. um, in order to stay, build that spiritual connection and stay in that place. And, Mm. you know, through the day, opportunities always arise. The printer (laughs) breaks down. I have a real problem with printers. (laughs) Right. And the opportunity arises to get into that limiting way of thinking about Mm. why do things always go wrong and blah, blah, blah. Right. But you have this Northern star of that divine connection. And like I mentioned earlier in, in writing a personal being statement where I really dug into, and it wasn't about purpose. I believe that's separate being and purpose are separate. So the being Mm. statement is like, who actually am I in my Mm. core in my foundation, what are the attributes Mm. that I love about myself? And that even if I am not that yet, who do I want to be? Mm. Like, what do I, how do I want to be? Uh. Uh, Who do I want to be? And who am I? Mm. And in writing my personal being statement, which isn't you know, Moses didn't bring it down from the mountains. It's subject to change, right? Yeah, it evolves <laughs> as we it, evolve. It evolves. Yeah. it evolves as we evolve. Yes, absolutely. But, you know, I have it written on sticky notes and it's on my makeup mirror. So every mm. morning as I'm getting ready, I'm thinking, what do I have on today? Okay, so based on what I have on today, how do I want to feel? Yeah. What do I want to create? Yeah. And, and, and who, who am I going to be today? Mm. And I, I reflect on that being statement and it really gives me those guideposts so that in the moment when things go sideways, I can ask myself, what does wisdom look like in this moment? Mm. What does joy look like in this moment? Mm. What does grace look like in this moment? What does leadership look like? I can go back to those attributes yeah. in that statement and I can go, I, I don't want to be a leader uh, right yeah, now. I want to be angry. <laughs> yeah, I'd, I'd really like to be I petty. have my feelings. <laughs> That's right. How about some self-pity? Can I just have a moment? Just, just give me a second here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I can go back to that. Yeah. And, and, and that's my guidepost to say, mm. but this is who you are. Yeah, the truth. This is who you want to be. Yeah. So... So make the choice to show. It's always better when I choose that. Always better. Mm -hmm. It's such a powerful place to be able to 
come to your life from a place of responsiveness and choice, right? Knowing Mm -hmm. that throughout the day, throughout the week, the year, there is going to be stuff that we would not prefer shows up. Mm -hmm. And to be able to actually choose how we respond to that is it's a game changer. It's a game changer. Absolutely. Yeah. When we when we understand life is not happening to us, mm-hmm. it's happening for us. It right? sure is. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, that pro thing, like uh, yes. the universe is conspiring to yes. shower me with blessings. Yes. When you live from that place yeah. and you notice that it's like, what? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So beautiful. And yeah. knowing that we can consciously choose to shift that whole process, right? The, mm-hmm. the thinking, feeling, action results right. with the beliefs and also what we put attention on. So if mm-hmm. I'm spending my day looking for the bits that are going wrong, I'm growing that part of my experience. Right. But if I go through my day cherry picking the ways that the universe yeah. supported me today or how I showed up like a freaking rock star, right. that part grows. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, I mean, I've already shared with you um, that, uh, um, that, I, for me, keeping my, the being statement keeps me intentional and mm. reminds me of what I need to know. But in order to keep myself in that high vibe place of gratitude, right, mm. uh, that I've developed a practice where every time I take a sip of water, I offer a gratitude. Woo-hoo! We're sipping and our water. We're sipping. <laughs> you might have heard it. So... So in that moment, when I sip the water, I can go, look at how beautiful the leaves are out on the trees. Thank you for the beauty Mm. of fall. Just there's something in that moment that I can notice that life is beautiful. The world is beautiful. So many amazing things are happening to me. I'm sitting in my comfy chair in my office. And through the power of technology, I'm having this amazing conversation with this amazing woman that we just sort of, you know, uh, through an introduction, got to know each other. And it's wonderful. And like, how amazing and how beautiful is life, right? Life is beautiful. And how amazing it feels to live your life that way, Mm -hmm. right? To really, to really consciously slow down and be present for the beauty and, and, and just sinking into it, Mm -hmm. sinking into it. Mm -hmm. Hmm. Yeah. And to see, so I'll, I I wrote a a meditation about a secret forest and in this forest there that um, this woman was walking through the forest and, and just as she was walking and she began to appreciate the beauty of the forest, suddenly she noticed that there were gems hanging off of all the Mm. trees and there were gems on the ground. And the more gems she noticed, the more gems came to light. And and before she knew it, it was all gems and all glorious and all beautiful. And she could have as many as she wanted because she didn't have to take only as many could fit into her hands. She could literally pull those gems inside of her Mm. and they became part of her. Um, And so I love to do that meditation and to just think about how uh, the abundance and beauty uh, that life has to offer. And the more I notice, the more uh, comes into my experience. The better it Mm -hmm. gets, the better it gets, right? The better, yeah. And we, 
we we don't attract what we want we attract Mm -hmm. who we are Mm -hmm. and where we place our focus and our attention yeah the universe reads as our intention and brings us more of that and so I I love that meditation and I Mm -hmm. love the idea too of looking at the personal gems that you have within yourself Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. maybe you can only find one right now right but cast your loving gaze your intention your attention your focus on that and it will multiply absolutely absolutely right yeah yeah so Danielle looking back to kind of that whole journey, you know, that you've been through up to this point, if you could give that younger you or you at at, at an earlier age, if you could give her a message, if you could let her know something, what would it be? You do know. Mm. You do know. Mm. It was when I didn't listen to my intuition when I, Mm. when I, allowed the voices of others to crowd in and to tell me that I was doing it wrong or that I didn't know. Um, and uh, that that was always when I went off track, when I follow mm-hmm. my intuition and I, and I tap into spirit. That's yeah. always right for me. Yeah. Uh, and, and I did know, I just, I just didn't think I did. I believed yeah. I didn't. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hmm. And really, that's the message that everybody needs to tell themselves. You do know. Yeah, you do, you do know. know. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Uh, well, thank you so much, Danielle. And any any last words you'd want to share for my listeners? And I will include all of your links in the show notes. And I believe that you mm-hmm. do have a uh, a download that people can access as well. I do. It's, yeah. a, it's a practical business tool. It's a one page business plan canvas that really gets you clear and focused on what you want to create, who you mm. want to create it for, you know, all the elements that you need. So like the work I do is really practical, but it's all rooted in this. And yeah. I, I have a six step process that I walk clients through that starts with that being statement piece. Mm. Uh, and it goes into purpose. And then we go to mindset, habits, actions, results. And mm. so it follows this whole process. And that's what I walk clients through. So there's lots of really amazing business building strategy and processes and systems that are all part of that. But but we're we're whole beings, right? Yeah. We're, we, we, we aren't separate. Well, this is business and this is personal yeah. and this is spiritual and they're all in these little dif- different compartments. No, it's all together. Uh, and so that's the work that I do. So yeah, absolutely go and download that tool uh, at my website on the Get It Here page. So the website is onpointwithdanielle.ca. And then you t- click on the get it here page and you can download that one page business plan canvas. And um, yeah, anybody who's interested in, in working on some strategy for your business or not profit, not for profit, I'd be happy to have a conversation as well. Thank you, Catherine, for this yeah, opportunity. Yeah, so thank you. Thank you. And you also host a clubhouse room, I believe I on Tuesdays at mm-hmm. three mountain standard time. Yes. Um, so the club that I run on Clubhouse is called Rock Your Startup. And each Tuesday at three, we talk about different issues that impact businesses, everything from finding your ideal client 
to, you know, getting through uh, sales fear and overcoming that to effective marketing um, and uh, value proposition, like all of the stuff that you need to kind of know to really rock your business. Uh, So we have a conversation. I'm joined uh, by some amazing people in that room. Uh, I think Clubhouse is absolutely amazing. and, uh, and, And it's wonderful to just go in and have access to so much free learning. Yeah. So yeah, so yeah, definitely follow me on Clubhouse and come in Tuesday at three o'clock mountain time and, uh, and join the conversation. Awesome. Awesome. And so any last words, any message that you would want to share with my listeners and you, you did share, you know, that, you know, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But any, anything else that's kind of needing to be said before. Yeah, we I think for- I've pretty much said it all. Um, I yeah. do. I do think that if people, if that, if that touched anybody, with a, you know, I've been confused about mm. who I am and who I'm supposed to be and feeling like I'm doing it wrong or like I just can't figure things out. And then I heard you do know if yeah. that really resonated with you, you know, the work that you do, Catherine, is really about helping people discover all of mm. that. So um, I just want to thank you for the important work you're doing. And I, I really hope that your listeners are not just listening, but participating in your programs, um, because it's, it's very important. Oh, thank you, Danielle. Part of my um, part of my daily practice, of course, I have a my husband and I have a gratitude practice at night, and then we have a proud of. So that's the you yeah. know acknowledging the part of us in human form that's taking action to serve our dreams, to be in alignment with our highest self. Um, we have a we're building our conscious luck, so we also focus on how we've been lucky during the day, and then my kind of. Um, the one that's different for me than him is I also focus on how the universe supported me today. And mm-hmm. so what you just said is going to be in my nightly practice Yay! tonight. So thank you. Awesome. <laughs> you are most welcome. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Thank you so much for being here. Thank, thank you, you to, to everyone who is listening and also to the messages that you send me know that I am so grateful and honored when you reach out and let me know how the podcast has impacted you and that when you do that also actually goes on to my nightly gratitude list. So uh, thank you for reaching out. Thank you for connecting. And as always, would love it if you can support the podcast by subscribing, leaving a review and letting me know what you would love to hear more of. And uh, I will catch you on the next episode. Bye.